0: Hiya, welcome to the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Uh, Brand new week, we're going to look at the Pokemon uh, Study Challenge uh, today. Uh, We're looking at day number five, why does doing good matter in this life and the next? Uh, and before we go into uh, this, I just want to announce something quite exciting uh, for the RDS study session. So, as you know, uh, we currently have the RDS study session available on many major podcasting podcasting platforms such as I, iTunes, uh, well Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Google Podpla- podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and so on. And that is wonderful news. We also have uh, me on. Twitter at MattSRoberts90 for you to get in contact with if there's anything that you've been studying we've also set up uh, an email uh, address uh, for you to uh, contact us at and it's a very straightforward email to remember it is LDSStudySession at gmail.com so if you've got anything you've been studying or anything that you liked in particular or something which you want to have shared at a future episode then please do email us in um, at LDSStudySession at gmail.com uh, then we'd love to hear from you, uh, anyone that is listening. So um, we are going to continue uh, with this uh, 21 Day Book of Mormon Challenge on Day 5, uh, which is found in Alma 41, verses 1 to 15. And this is a really straightforward one, actually, a really clear message here um, by uh, by Alma to, his, to one of his sons, We're talking about why doing good in this life does indeed matter. Uh, he is speaking to his son, Corianton, who has made a number of choices, uh, which unfortunately have uh, led to not such good results. Uh, And so he's teaching about the importance of uh, and the need to uh, think about the choices that we make and the fact that they each have consequences. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole section because it is full of great things, but there is a few things I wanted to pick out. Firstly, in Alma 41, verse 4, uh, where it says, And if their works are evil, they shall be restored unto them for evil. Therefore all things shall be restored to their proper order, everything to its natural frame. Mortality raised to immortality, corruption to incorruption, raised to endless happiness to inherit the kingdom of God, or to endless misery to inherit inherit the kingdom of the devil, the one on one hand, the other on the other. Close quote. Well, in in the first ends there. Um, This is a really straightforward principle, that if we are good or make good choices, and bless the lives of others, then we in turn will be blessed. Whereas if we make choices contrary to the laws of God, which show that we don't love God or our neighbour, depending on what it is that we are disregarding in our life, then we don't receive the blessings for that. Uh, it's you know It can't be much more simple than that, really. Um, there was a great quote by um, Elder, well, I should say President uh, Dallin Hay jokes, who talked about this, and about the... Um, the way this works in our lives. He said it in the Cleanse by Repentance talk, which was just by the last General Conference April 2019, uh, he said this, quote, The purpose of this final judgment is, is to determine whether we have achieved what Alma described as a mighty change of heart, where we have become new creatures, creatures with no more disposition to do evil but to do good continually. The judge of this is our saviour Jesus Christ. After his judgment we will all confess that his judgments are just because his omniscience has given him a perfect knowledge of all of our acts and desires. Uh, both those righteous or unrepented or, or repented and those unrepented or unchanged. The scriptures describe the process of this final judgment. Alma teaches that the justice of our God requires that in the resurrection all things should be restored to their proper order. This means that if their works were good in this life and the desires of their hearts were good, at the last day they will be restored unto that which is good. Similarly, if their works or their desires are evil, they shall be restored to them for evil. Similarly, the prophet Jacob taught that in the final judgments they who are righteous shall be righteous still, and those who are filthy shall be filthy still. That is the process preceding or standing before what Moroni calls the pleasing God bar of the great Jehovah, the eternal judge of both quick and dead." Close quote. And I think this is really important for us to understand. As I was growing up in the church, I kind of had a picture in my mind about the final judgments, where perhaps I'd be stood, you know, in front of a, uh, a judge's desk, perhaps, uh, and our heavenly Father would be, you know, behind the desk on the other side, and we would have our kind of lives before us, and the Savior would be there advocating on our behalf, and then a judgment would be made about, you know, where we go, you know. To what kingdom we we attain to, and we would find out there and then, you know, what that judgment will be. But actually, after having studied further and kind of pondered about this more, I think we'll know when we get to that final judgment what our outcome will be. For two reasons, one is a very logistical point uh, point of view. Um, we know that in terms of the resurrection, when the Savior comes on the earth again, when people will be resurrected, there are kind of three stages. There is the morning of the first, the first resurrection. There's the afternoon of the first resurrection and the morning of the second resurrection. And we we attribute these to the celestial, terrestrial, and telestial beings. So, you know, if we've gone forward in that morning of the first resurrection and we see ourselves there with others who have been resurrected at that time, then we'll know, in theory, where we're going at that point. However, despite that, you know, imagining that that isn't a situation where we might find out, uh, we will also probably know before then because we will feel it in ourselves you know the judgment is not a whole list of things for and against us in our lives it is more of a judgment about who we are now what we have become throughout this mortal journey and if we you know recognize even at that stage that there are things which are still not right in our lives that things which we still haven't Repented of, or, or or even things that we haven't prepared to the point that they should be at to to attain a celestial glory, then then we won't at that point, and the time is over. Uh, and so, I think that is you know that is something. Worth. Final judgment is a judgment of who we've become rather than the things we've done. Of course, the things we've done, as it suggests in Alma forty one, lead to what we are or what we've become. Uh, but that obviously is the process we go through. And, of course, there is the uh, the famous verse uh, in Alma 41, verse 10, uh, which says, Do not suppose, because it has been spoken concerning restoration, that ye shall be restored from sin to happiness. Behold, I say unto you, wickedness never was happiness. And there's a wonderful quote by uh, Sharon Eubank uh, in the October 2017 General Conference. Turn on your light uh, was the talk that she gave this in. Uh, but she said this, Quote, being happy doesn't mean to slap a plastic smile on your face no matter what is going on, but it does mean keeping the laws of God and building and lifting others. Uh, when we build, we lift the burden of others. It blesses our lives in ways our trials cannot take away. I have a quote by President Gordon B. Hinckley, placed where I see it every day. He said, you don't build out of pessimism or cynicism. You look with optimism, work with faith, and things happen, close quote. I uh, I absolutely love that because I think there is kind of this, not culture, but this tendency to think in the church that, you know, oh, well, it says here that wickedness never was happiness, and so therefore, if we're not doing things wrong, then we should always be happy and have that kind of plastic smile on your face. And, you know, it it just isn't the case. There are times where we're just going to be having a bad day, and... You know, I am as guilty as, that, as as of that as every as anyone. I cause it very often, um, but I think the important thing is is that when you look forward to your future, when you look, um, you know, with the prospect on where things will be one day, it is that you are happy and content with that. That you know that all the wrongs will be ra- made right, uh, and that ultimately that, that you'll be blessed for your faithfulness. Um, and I firmly believe that. You know, there's so been so many times where. I've just had this peace and assurance knowing what I know and knowing that I'm trying my best to do all that I can to make the right choices and and make and I do make mistakes often same mistakes, you know, I regularly make, but I'm trying my best to uh, overcome them. And you know, I, I firmly believe that over time, they will be overcome. Uh, and that is where my happiness comes from. So anyway, that was just uh, you know part of the Book of Mormon study challenge I wanted to share today. If there's anything that you've been studying, then please share with it at Matt S. Roberts 90 or email um, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Until we meet again.